Welcome to the NACA American Dream Program. Each week, we'll talk about how NACA is revolutionizing mortgage lending with the best mortgage in America. It's no down payment, no closing cost or fees, no PMI, no consideration of your credit score. And guess what? It's at a below market fixed rate. NACA is just relentless. This is the NACA way. Hey, 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 welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to another episode of NACA's American Dream Program. And listen, we got one of our hometown favorites. We always have this young lady. She's always here. Welcome to ha- Ask Questions. Tammy Johnson from the hand department. Throw some hands up. Hey, just welcome her back. But guys, if you have questions for that, um, for Tammy, 833-771-0500. She's always taking time on her busy schedule to come back to answer questions. But first, I want to say uh, welcome and how you doing, Anjanette? What's the weather? How was your weekend? What's going on over there? It is a beautiful day to be out house shopping. Hey, 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 what's going on to all our Nickelodeons out there? Out there in the hood doing good, riding around town, looking for that beautiful dream home. And always you can do it here at NACA, making your your homeownership dream a reality. And guess what, Damien, at a 3.875 30-year fixed rate, you can't beat that with a stick. But guess what, at a 3% 15-year interest rate fixed on a 15-year loan, you cannot beat that either. Only here at NACA, we're doing what we do. And today we got a wonderful show. It's a beautiful day to listen to listen to the information. And we got one of our favorites, you guys, one of our favorites who are who's here. Tammy always drops knowledge on us, always give us information, more of what we need to succeed. And right here in year 2022, she's doing it just for you at the hand department of NACA. So Tammy is one of our national directors. She's here to to bless us with our presence and talk about the information and educate us on how to get through this process with home renovations. And I know you guys have lined us up with a lot of questions. Reach us, like us, do whatever you want to do with us on our social media. We are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can always find out more about us on www.naca.com. As Damien said, the lines are open, 833-771-0500. And we got calls already. But Tammy, Tammy Johnson, thank you. It is Women's History Month, and we have one of the queens over here. Tammy Johnson, thank you for joining us today. How is it in San Antonio? Oh, it's beautiful. Sunny starting to get hot, but a lovely oh. sunny day in San Antonio. And I want to say thank you, Damien, for calling me young. You are my new favorite person in the world, but I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for inviting me again. You're Absolutely. awesome. You're so welcome. You're so welcome. Yes. Well, Tammy, this is always, so- Damien, she's like a regular here. I mean, Tammy is like a pillar. She's she's like, she's in the fabric Part of the of show. The show. So, Tammy, we can't go a month without asking you on. And as, as Erica And Danielle and Marilyn always says, welcome back, because they say you always drop us knowledge. And so thank you for doing that. But Damien, I think we would be remiss if we didn't ask Tammy, tell us, we know that you're the national director. We know that you run the hand department, but give us the backdrop on why does hand exist in NACA? So hand, which is the home and neighborhood development department, we, we exist for uh, a couple purposes. When NACA started uh, early on, we were looking at an affordable mortgage product and that was an affordable payment 
PITI, Principal Interest Taxes and Insurance. You're going to hear me say that a lot. So we had members that were coming in. We were qualifying them for an affordable payment that they've shown that they can afford over time. And they were going out and purchasing pre-existing property types that unfortunately had issues. Sometimes in your price range, what you can find is something that maybe has a few scrapes, bruises, cuts, things that need repair. And we weren't taking a look at the cost of what that was going to be to a member's affordability. So members were closing and coming back saying, I don't have an air conditioner. I'm in South Texas. It's 102 degrees. I can't pay my mortgage because I got to get this air conditioner fixed. My mother lives here and she's too old for this heat or I have babies and they got to have the air conditioner. So people were foregoing making their mortgage payment to take care of necessary repairs. And this is a big investment. So NACA pulled back very early on and we pulled up with our lending partners and we said, we need something to counter property affordability. So NACA started looking at payment affordability and property affordability. And that's how HAND, the Home and Neighborhood Development Department was brought along. HAND focuses on property conditions and determines how that is going to impact the members affordability. And we have a lot of members out there looking for homes that um, are in pre-existing communities. You're competing with investors, um, you're competing with other buyers just like yourselves. And so a lot of people are finding properties, but they are in need of repair. And now we're focusing on what those conditions are. We're walking through inspections with them, looking at evaluations and assessing what it's going to cost to repair and lining that up with how much money they have after closing their assets and determining, is this something that you can take care of over time? There's some things that have to be taken care of right away. Again, like an air conditioning system, it's cold in Buffalo right now and up in Chicago, you're probably going to want a heater. Um, structural issues. This is a long-term investment. We want you to own this home um, for, you know, not just the life of the mortgage, but hopefully after that. And we want to make sure that the investment is going to hold up. You're not going to buy a car without tires. You're not going to buy a house with a bad foundation. So we start from the bottom and we work our way up. The framing, the windows, what kind of insulation do you have? How is that going to impact your heating costs? Um, the plumbing, the roof, you know, we're not just looking at the aesthetics of the property. We're looking at the condition, the, the ability to live in it safely. For those of you that are looking at buying multifamily homes, now you have tenants that are in your care that you are actually liable for. If they get hurt, or harmed or damaged, it could cost you that home and more. So we're taking a long look at property conditions, how it impacts your affordability and see how that lines up. So that's sort of a broad, quick overview of how HAND came about, what we do and how we fit into that affordability, which is NACA's mission, long-time ownership, long-time affordable home ownership. I love it. It also ahead, sounds like, Tammy, that you're doing a couple of things within this. One, you're kind of expanding the scope of what they can buy, but also making sure that they're not getting in something that's going to be long term that you're trying to decide, do I pay my mortgage or do I get this fixed? It sounds like Han is trying to kind of intercept that, not that you can foresee everything that's going to happen down the road, but kind of preparing and saying, look, these are some things that may come up. These you got to get fixed. These you can work on. And based on your affordability, you can afford them or you can't. And 
whether to go for it or not. It sounds like you're doing a lot more of protecting yes. the member so that they're not in a situation, again, like I just said, where you're like, do I pay the mortgage or do I get this fixed? And now you're in either trouble either way. Right. And a lot of people are making decisions quickly, especially now when you have to stand in a long line just to see a house. And now you're probably competing with half or all of those people in that line. Um, So I think our members are making decisions in um, sure. And they are not always thinking about, well, this needs a new air conditioner or this needs a new roof. I'll take care of that later and put the money down and then walk away with a contract that they can't get out of. So that initial inspection, we walk through those requirements. Everybody has to have an inspection and that needs to be um, negotiated in due diligence or an option period. So it allows you to really now take a look at the condition. And if you don't want to proceed, you can get out of that contract. So those due diligence are built into our program requirements to protect you, even when you're making decisions under pressure. And, you know, it gives you, it gives you the ability to say, well, NACA don't have to blame me, but NACA needs you to um, do these things. And if they don't want to do them and you can't afford to, um, you can walk away. So diligence, due diligence is very important. And that's a huge part of the hand department. Awesome. Jessica. Yeah. And already Jessica, the calls are coming for you, Tammy, but Damien, that's a good point to make. And Tammy, Jessica is even saying out in New Jersey, she's saying she didn't even know that she she could have utilized the hand department. Uh, she didn't realize that she's almost um, done with her purchase process and waiting for her clear to close. And she didn't even realize she could have utilized hand. And that's a good thing. And I'm glad we kind of took a step back to tell who you are and what the purpose is of the hand department. Because if you peel the onions, to peel the layers of the onion back, that's the layer of protection we need. And as a new homeowner, never purchased a home before, as Jessica, how do you know what you don't know? And isn't it nice that an organization like NACA is putting that layer of protection that you didn't even realize you needed? So that's how I look right. at it. And, and I want to remind everyone, if you're buying a pre-existing property, everyone will go through the hand process. Everyone, hand is sort of a, a secondary security gate that you got to go through, checking to make sure everything's good. Um, if you're buying a new home, you may never hear about hand because hand doesn't monitor the building of new construction. You're working with the builder. You have certain guarantees and warranties that come with that. So it is very important to understand and read that purchase workbook. When you get qualified, that purchase workbook talks a lot about what hand um, is all about and what opportunities are available if you're looking at repairs. But um, sometimes members are steered towards new construction versus pre-existing based on availability. And I think that was a question that came up, Anjanette. Um, what's the benefit of purchasing a pre-existing home versus new construction? Let's get right in and talk about it. Yeah. A lot of it has to do with availability. How many new homes are available versus how many pre-existing um, there's a there's a, a lot of pre-existing homes out there that are available, but they're equal to sometimes a little higher than new construction. Right now, they're almost one-on-one competitive, Damien. I think that's about right. You can get a pre-existing home for about the same price, um, oh, yeah. but does it need work? Uh, sometimes you can get a pre, we hope most of the time, but sometimes you can get a pre-existing property for less than new construction and then build some things into it that you need. So it just really depends on your market. It depends on, do you want something move in ready or do you want to take on the task? And we could talk 
forever about, you know, the challenges with the renovation. And that's why HAND offers two webinars, property qualification webinar, which talks about everything related to HAND. Um, and then we have the rehab escrow webinar for anyone that wants to add a rehab escrow to their loan. That is a mandatory um, call where we have to talk about your roles and responsibilities and the challenges and um, opportunities that come with adding a renovation uh, escrow to your transaction. So it just depends on what's available in your market and your affordability. There's so many opportunities for um, hand to be utilized and it just depends on what it is that you're looking for your household. And I think that's good to know. Go ahead, Damien. Well, I was just saying it just proves that as NACA, you know, we say in the video is relentless. It's added this other layer of protection that outside mortgages don't. They don't care whether you, you go through, you know what's repaired, what's not. You just go get it and then find out things are wrong later. This is something where we make sure we protect our members. NACA is relentless about protecting the member, the buyer, making sure that they're going to be safe as much. And look as at the news. Look at the news right now. How many uh, news articles are you reading? Are you watching where we have so much buyer's regret? We have a lot of people that have purchased homes in the last 12 to 24 months that are saying, I wish I would have known. I Oh, why did I jump into this? And that's a lot of that pressure of there's only five properties in the area that I want to buy. So I'm going to just buy one of them. Like sometimes it's okay to be wait, uh, to wait and be patient, but Han kind of talks about those things with you so that you can make a decision that is right for your household. I do um, want to make sure our members don't have that buyer's regret because that 30-year mortgage or that 15-year mortgage, you can't get out of it once you close. It is yours. And That's right. trying to sell it, you're going to take a cut if you're trying to do it right away. And there's just so many things that come with buying a home. You've got to be ready. Absolutely. Wow. And they are coming left and right. Uh, and, and for those of you out there, I know a couple of you out there on Facebook, Gabrielle, uh, uh, Oziah, Rosalind, I'm going to get to you guys as well. Lisi, I'm getting to you in a few minutes. But I want to make sure we go back and make sure that you know the webinars that Tammy Johnson was talking about, the hand and the rehab escrow webinars. If you go to www.naca.com and look under the home buyer section, all of the live webinars are listed right there. So check it out, lock it down. Uh, those webinars are there just for you to give you more information. But Tammy, keep on educating us. And Marilyn, thank you so much for that question. Thumbs up. I'll give some hearts out to Marilyn for that question about the existing versus the new home. Uh, Dorsey is asking, is there a cap on the renovation of his repairs? Uh, of his renovation of his home. Is there a cap? Let's talk about that. We get yeah, that. That's question. a great question because there's a cap on your affordability. There'll be a cap on your renovation. So um, what we look on renovation options, first thing and foremost, the final loan amount, the purchase price plus repairs, all that comes into a rehab escrow, it cannot exceed your max affordability. So whatever your max PITI mortgage payment that you qualified for um, comes out to, we're gonna look at that. So if you qualified for $300,000 and you purchased a, pro uh, a property for 250,000, how much room do you have for rehab, Damien? 50,000. 50,000. If you bought a home for $300,000, the purchase price was $300,000, how much room do you have for a rehab? Uh, none. Zero. So first thing you got to look at is your purchase price. If you're purchasing a property in need of repair and renovation, 
then you need to make sure you're leaving room for renovations, repairs. We're going to look at required repairs first, safety code, health, structural, mechanical items. Those are things that NACA may require in order for this property to be eligible for purchase. And then we'll look at buyer wish list repairs, improvements that they may want to do to the home that are not required, but things that make the home nice to live in. New flooring, painting, painting. <laughs> Last, pretty is what you can do over the next 15 to 30 years of home ownership. Yes. Code safety, health, necessity, those are the things that make the home livable and safe, right? So we're going to look at that and we're going to see how much room you have in your qualification after we look at your purchase price. The next thing we want to look at is loan to value. You're going to have a property that is appraised. The appraised value first has to support the purchase price. So if you purchased a home for $250,000, it's got to appraise for at least $250,000. We can go up to 110% of the appraised value. So sometimes you may do additional improvements that bring additional value. We may not always get to the 110%. We may go over and I can go back and ask for a second appraisal. Han has the discretion to request a second appraisal to see if the additional renovations will bring more than 250 because your initial appraiser, they looked at the as-is value of the home, not the subject to value, the subject to the renovation value. So sometimes we need a second appraisal for that. So you can never exceed 110% of the loan to value. And sometimes you go over and we can go back and get a second appraisal to see if we come in higher with those improvements, increasing that 110% limit. And then the last is the max acquisition. Max acquisition is defined by the market you're in. Um, those are our conforming loan limits. You can't exceed the max acquisition limit. And that's based on your purchase price, your rehab, any contributions. And that's basically the total amount of money it costs to acquire the home. And you cannot ever exceed max acquisition. You can't pay the difference out of pocket. It can't be um, funded from any other source. The max acquisition is defined by every market where you buy and the type of property that you're buying, single family. So we have those three factors, max qualification, max loan to value, and max acquisition. We also have some other factors that we look at that you're making to the home, supporting the size of your home. So, Anne Jeanette, I know you well. I've got you and your son. Do you need a five-bedroom house? No, we don't need that. No. And so NACA is not here to tell you what you can have. We're here to tell you we're going to give you the opportunity to do renovations that supports your current household. And this is very important, and I'm glad this is coming up on today's call. Everything you communicate with your counselor is defined in your NACA 5. HAND is married to the data in that NACA file. So if there's only two people in your household, we're going to be looking at a household size of two. So if you wanna do additional rooms, that might be something you have to do later if you're buying a three bedroom house because we have to understand why do you need a five bedroom house when there's only two of you living there? This that I've listed, I listed two, gotcha. That's exactly right. So we have to only count what you have provided in us and you cannot leave that data out, it's very important. We have members that say, well, we have family members that come out of town, we just want a bigger house. 
you have to be able to afford the home for your current household size. We, we understand that some people want bigger homes for other things, but we're all about affordability and focusing on our priority, helping low-income minority buyers buy a home that they can afford. What you're asking for is a different type of investment type of structure. Those aren't the type of loans that NACA is interested in doing. But I want to remind everybody, there's a lot of work that you can do to a house on your own outside of your um, NACA mortgage. And this is something that you can do over time. We have people that want to put in pools. We don't do luxury item renovations. Pools are not something we want you to lose your house over because you can't make a mortgage payment because you over improved on the property. Um, there, we don't let people put appliances on their loan. Why not? Appliances, when you finance them over a 30-year period, you might as well just added a car to your loan, right? So these are things that you can pay for out of pocket or on short-term financing, like your Home Depot credit card, um, your income tax savings. We do allow low-income members under 100% median income to finance, you know, basic appliances, which would be a refrigerator, a dishwasher, um, a built-in microwave, stove, but you can't finance washers and dryers and those cute little wine, you know, refrigerators and the steam dryer for your clothes. Those are luxury items and those don't make sense in a 30-year mortgage. So we will limit and NACA, uh, NACA's hand department has the final discretion on what can be renovated. But there's a lot of things that we want you to be able to do. If you have room in your affordability, in the loan to value, and you're not going over max acquisition limits, we want you to be able to put in new flooring and painting. Maybe you want to update the cabinets and the countertops. Maybe you need a bathroom to be renovated because your elderly grandmother needs something to hold on and maybe she needs a walk-in shower. There's a lot of ADA things that we do. Um, windows need to be replaced. They're single pane windows. You live in the North and that heat is just going right out those uh, thin pane windows. We want you to do improvements like that. Things that make sense for long-term home ownership. If the improvements that are being made are for short-term investment purposes, we're going to decline them. That's not the purpose of our renovation loan. So those are the sort of limits to and how we look at what you can add. And um, I think there was a question on there, Anjanette, can I do a rehab on new construction? New construction properties are not eligible for renovations. You need to work with your builder on the improvements that you want. Um, those, are, those are the limits. New construction is not eligible for uh, renovation options. And cover a lot of questions in one swipe. <laughs> no, you do. You just did. You covered the one later on about windows. And I, I, I hope um, the young lady that asked that question heard that. And I'll make sure we reiterate it to, to make sure. But yeah, you. why would you want one on a new construction? They want to add be? something. Sometimes the builders, um, and, and that is a, that's an interesting question. Builders are trying to build these homes and get them sold as quickly as possible. And right now, everybody's fighting for materials. Um, that's another gonna be a challenge. And I see some questions up there that I wanna hit on the challenges to a rehab. Right. Everybody's fighting for the same wood products, the same oil products, the same metal products. I that That is what it takes to build a home, ladies and gentlemen. Wood, oil, plastics. And all of those things are a challenge right now in this economy. So uh, your appliances, the microchips, all of that comes into play. The builders don't want to wait and any additional renovations that you may want to do that are outside of what they offer, 
they're going to say no to because it's going to delay their building process and their bottom line. So some things um, I see some builders now are opting to not do uh, renovations like decks and patios because they're waiting on the same types of uh, products or it's not it's cost prohibited. So they're going to make up their they're going to make their markup costs. If you want to do a deck on new construction, take a class at Home Depot. They give them to you for free. By the way, markup on builder construction is about 300 to 400%, depending oh, on your it's ridiculous. So there's a lot of things that you should think about doing on your own if you're handy or talk to a local contractor and find out what they could do versus what the builder would charge you to do. And I would say that to anyone that's looking at buying a new home and they want to add all these extras in, Price out what those extras are outside of the builder and see how much money you would save. Remember, if you're financing a package, an improvement package over a 15 or 30 year period, you're not just paying what it costs in that package. It's that times the interest times the term. You're paying a lot of money for those upgrades. And it's just not wise when you're trying to get that house paid off and have a long-term affordable mortgage. These are things that you can do over time. You don't have to have everything right as you close. These are things that you can, and some of the best memories are the memories of building a deck with your son or putting in a floor with your daughter. Those are some wonderful memories. And that's my floor. I put that down there with my two hands. And those are classes that you can take. YouTube is wonderful. There's things that you can do. And that's a lot of what Han talks about. Like, is this something that you can do on your own? Are you sure you wanna finance this for the next 30 years? This might be something I think you can handle on your own and save a lot of money about. Tammy, I just want to say thank you for something that you really said that meant a lot to me and probably others out there that I just want to highlight that you said for our members, many of them are low to moderate income. And sometimes with low to moderate, you might have not have the best credit. So the fact that you said, and I want everybody to make sure that, that they hear me, that she said the basic um, appliances that you need in the house because I was like well what if they don't offer they couldn't get them negotiated and yeah. now you don't have a refrigerator stove and those basic things I'm glad that you guys can make that exception to let them because Absolutely. they may not have the credit so thank you for saying that because I did not know that I and we talked to them it's interesting most of our low-income members are are very wise and they know how much it took to just save those minimum required funds and so they're talking to me about like, how much is this going to cost in the long haul? So this $5,000 refrigerator you want to buy, are you sure you want to finance this for the next three years? Or maybe we could look at a $3,500 refrigerator or a $1,500 furniture. And then I've had members say, I've learned how to save at NACA. I'm going to save the money for the better appliances. I'm just going to take what the house came with. And over time, I'll buy what I need. And I'm like, all right. You're a winner. You. That's exactly right. That's somebody who's going to get their house paid off early and they're going to really kind of work for life instead of working to take care of a house that are, that's got them squeezed at their absolute maximum. So we have very smart members when it comes to that. And we just want to prepare you for what what's to come. Yeah. And, and awesome. I appreciate you. Uh, you know, tackling these items one by one. Shantae, if that didn't answer your question about the windows, which was a good question, she's buying an older home and wants to upgrade and update the windows to be more energy efficient and things like that for her 
energy bill that she she's definitely going to be concerned about later. So that's smart of you. If we didn't answer that question, Shante, just reach back out to us. I see you're out there on Facebook Live and thank you for that question. Rosalind is asking Tammy, you know, how long is the process if you use the hand to rehab? Can I move into the home or do I have to wait until the rehab is done? Thank you, Rosalind, out there for that question. Very good question. And it's timely because it's taking longer to do renovations than ever before. There's a lot of things that are the member's responsibility. NACA offers a loan product that includes renovation financing. It's the same rate. It's the same term. It's just you're increasing your loan amount to roll in repairs. That's what we do. We offer a loan product, but you are the homeowner. You will be responsible for identifying contractors in your area, which are not very plentiful right now. Um, after the pandemic, a lot of people moved in the businesses that they did. We lost trades uh, to other areas. We lost trades, unfortunately, to deaths. We lost a lot of trades to um, COVID-19, unfortunately, in the, in the NACA organization because contractors who registered with us, they've been with us for as long as I've been here and I've been here uh, almost 20 years. So, you know, we just lost some really good people. And now our members, but how did we get those contractors? Our contractors come to us through members. We build the NACA organization through members just like you. You tell people about the program. You don't see us advertising the NACA product out there because we don't want to be misconstrued as a mortgage company. When it comes to renovations, those contractors, they come to us from you and real estate agents that work in the community and other contractors and other affiliates. You are ultimately responsible for identifying a contractor to work with. And that contractor has to be registered with the program. That means they've got to be licensed. They've got to be insured. They've got to have a valid tax identification number so that the lender can pay them from your escrow funds so that a 1099 can be issued and they're paying taxes on that money that they're making from your renovation. So there's criteria in our loan terms and our loan contract with Bank of America that we have to facilitate. And that's the key word. NACA is the facilitator of the escrow agreement. We don't do the work for you. We will assist you in registering contractors. We'll assist you in helping to find contractors, but ultimately you're responsible for locating contractors, getting them registered. We'll work on educating those contractors on what they need to do. And uh, we're here to facilitate the terms of the escrow agreement. What's that escrow agreement? You have approximately six months to complete your renovations. In some scenarios, we'll offer up to a year. If you have a rehab that's gonna take six months or more, we do have an option to add six months mortgage payments to the loan, to the renovation loan that allows you to continue renting where you are while the renovation is taking place. If the renovation is gonna take more than six months, then you need to have the difference in reserves to fill the gap because I can only collect six months in our contracted loan product. I can't get two months or three months or four months or five months. I can only obtain six months mortgage payments. So. If your, uh, if your rehab is only going to take you two months, you everyone has to have at least two months reserves in the bank when they close. I know you have two months mortgage payments built into your loan. So don't go spending that money when you close on furniture and curtains and shower you know, supplies. A lot of our members spend their reserves and then they have no money to make their mortgage payment. Your mortgage payment is due the first month after you close, the first full month. And if we don't add mortgage payments to it, 
that's something you're going to be responsible for. We want the member to be covered for long renovations, but sometimes that's not an option. Some of our members are living with family. They don't have to pay rent. So we can make exceptions around that area. But if we do see that you can't live in the home, we can mandate the six months mortgage payments and additional reserves in the bank to cover you. So you have exactly 12 months maximum to complete the renovation, or you would be in default of your loan, even if you're making your mortgage payment on time. And the lender can take default action against you, which includes forcing work. If the lender has to force work, that means NACA is going to be engaged in doing and if I find a contractor that's willing to do the work and it's exceeding what you have in the renovation escrow, the lender's going to tack on the difference. They'll pay for it to get the work done because they're protecting their interest. That's the money that they lent to you. And then they're going to tack on that additional money to your loan. You're going to end up paying it anyway. So we, do, we don't want to force work. The lender can foreclose on you, even if you're making your mortgage payment on time. And NACA doesn't want to be in a position ever to foreclose on a member. So it's very important and I'm glad that that came up because we have what's called a rehab escrow agreement and a rehabilitation escrow agreement. One's the NACA document that talks about the roles and responsibilities between NACA and the NACA member and the lender. And the other one is the rehab escrow agreement that you sign at close if we approve you for rehab escrow. And that's the agreement between you and the lender that allows the lender to take those um, actions. So please read those documents. Very important. Talk to them about uh you know, the, the ramifications with your hand rehab specialist that's working with you. We try to cover all of those questions because once you close, it's done. It's a contract and we have to facilitate. So I, that's a lot of information to that one question. 12 months is the longest a rehab should take. And if you can't live in the home, we do have payment assistance. But the, the end result is you're ultimately responsible for getting it done. It's what you contractually agreed to. We try to help you but we're not responsible if it doesn't happen. And if the lender takes you takes your home, we'll be devastated just like you will because we all worked hard to get you there. So let's make sure this is something you're up for. And those payments, again, is not free money, is money that you're now including in your loan, correct? Yes, but Damien, good point. When you add six months mortgage to the payment, uh, to the loan, NACA negotiated with Bank of America that we didn't want your payment to go up. So if we're adding six months mortgage payments, your payment will stay exactly the same, if not a couple dollars up or down, because we negotiated a free grant. The lender will uh, reduce your interest rate by three eighths of a percent to keep your payment exactly the same. So yes, you're rolling it into the loan, but you're paying less in interest than had you added, but you are paying that That's back and it will know. still cost you over the long haul depending if you pay it off early or pay it off in its term, which is 15 or 30 years. Wow. That is good information to know. Rosalind, I hope, oh, go ahead, Damien. No, I was just saying, wow. That, that is, that was, that was news for you. That's news you can use, everybody. Rosalind, I hope that answered your question. Gabriella and Oziah, I know she answered your questions as well, but if she didn't, if Tammy didn't answer them or we can elaborate a little bit more, let us know. We're going to move over to PJK, who called in. PJK wanted to know, why is the NACA rate increasing? And is this due to the Ukraine war? She's noticing that the gas prices are also rising. Are they rising because it's a game changer to, to just do it because it's the thing to do to increase the rate and increase pricing? Or do we necessarily have to increase the rate? 
So you're letting me answer that question. So yeah. I know we don't control it. We don't. Right. You know, people this, think it's nothing that we world economy, right? Yeah. We're a world economy. And when something happens somewhere on the other side of the world, there will be an impact to us. We're not right. um, shielded from that. And of course, the Ukraine war is impacting a lot of things. I was looking for a car and the car that I want. Guess what? Half of it's built in the Ukraine. A lot of materials that um, go into building a house, they come from other places um, outside of the country. And maybe they don't come from Ukraine, but maybe the shipping containers or the shipping industry that brings them to us is associated to that. So there's all kinds of reasons why our prices are going up. And yes, the Fed raised the interest rate. We are at the mercy of that rate going up, just like anyone else. We're still going to be the lowest rate in the market for what we do, but it's going to be equivalent to any increases that go up because a globe, we are part of the same global economy as everyone else. And I, it's not a popular statement, but maybe it's just not a good time to buy a home right now, or maybe it's just not a good time to do a renovation right now. A lot of times it's just, does this make sense right now? Will it get better? Hopefully. Are you going to continue on with what's going on? Go for it, but be prepared and understand how that cost is going to impact you. And Tammy, I think it's important to mention also, didn't want you to tackle it by yourself, so I, we can definitely tag Thank you on it. But it, I think it's important to mention also, this goes back to your first initial point of not rushing. You know, this is more reason why you should take your time on your purchases and not be so quick to just jump into it. Take your time, make sure this is what you want. And who knows, rates fluctuate. They go up and down all the time. And there are key business drivers and decisions that that happen in the country due, due to our economy and finances that drives these rates. So guess what? A month from now, this may be a thing of the past and it could drop an entire point. We don't know, but this is more reason why you should take your time and just do what's best for you at this moment. And, and let's talk about rushing. What, what do we mean by not rushing or what do we mean not rushing to? You should work on getting qualified because being prepared is the best tool you can have in your arsenal right now. Going back to buying a car, I'm talking to my bank and they're like, this is the third time you've come in to get requalified. I'm like, I wasn't ready to buy the first time. I just wanted to know what it was going to cost me out of pocket. And then I looked around, didn't see anything I liked and went away. And then I came back when I found something I liked and re, you know, your, your qualification is good for 90 days, get right. qualified, keep your information updated and requalify as frequently as you need to. But it's like saying, I've got $10,000 in my pocket. I know I can go buy a car at any time. That takes all the stress. And when a car comes up that meets what I'm looking for and it's in my price range, here's my money. But if you don't get qualified and something perfect comes along that meets all your needs, guess what? You're not going to be in the game because you got to go back and get qualified, which could take time. So the things that you want to focus on is getting that money in your pocket ready to spend, even if it's lended money and keeping your finances in order. Don't take out credit card. uh, Don't open credit cards for things you can't buy because you don't have a house to put it in. Don't go buying a car for a garage you can't park it in. 
Don't go buying lawn furniture for a lawn you don't have. You save that money and you build those assets. And then when the right thing comes along on your time, it'll lower your stress level. You'll be in a good position to make wise decisions. You were ready for it. And you will be at the front of the line when everybody else is scrambling to get qualified or get with their financiers. You're like, hey, I got $10,000 or whatever. I wish it was $10,000. That's what we want you to rush. We want you to rush to get qualified or be qualified when you go, I don't want you to rush to get qualified because I want you to understand how you're qualified. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Do that and then just be at ease and take your time, make the right decisions because you're not under pressure of all the other things that you need to do. Yeah. I I love being prepared. Absolutely. Lastly, I'll add with that is just don't forget about what the NACA program is all about. Um, For our priority members, it guarantees you 1%. And then you're able to use your money to buy down. So use it. So you, as 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 um, Tammy said, continue to save your money because now you're able to use the most important part about the program of buying your interest rate down, which lowers your payment. So don't forget that piece. You got some pieces in this puzzle that are different from outside of NACA that you may not be able to do. So don't forget that there's no down payment, no closing costs. You're saving money. You're not even paying the attorney's fees. So you're saving so much money that you can use that money, appraisal, that you can use that money to buy your interest rate down to now help you with your payment. Don't forget Absolutely. That. Or do those repairs out of pocket in lieu of a rehab escrow that you got to finance for 30 years. We talk a lot of people out of rehabs because I'm looking at the assets they have and I'm like, why aren't you paying for this now? Do you realize how much money you're going to save by just using the assets that you have? It's a smart thing to do. Awesome. You guys are educating them that way. I love that. So let's get to Antoinette's question. Antoinette, love your question. Throwing up some hearts for you out there in Facebook land. She is saying, Tammy, what about solar? What about sustainable items such as solar panels and wind turbines and water collection systems that can help community gardens and things like that? How does that factor in? It's very good question. We can only finance improvements that are called attached improvements. If it's not attached to the property, which means you can't carry it off if you sell the home, um, it has to be attached. So solar panels, sure. But a lot of these solar panel um, expenses have a monthly assessment cost that comes with them. And how is that going to impact your monthly PITI? If you were buying a home in a condo, You have a homeowners association fee, a condo association fee that you got to pay that we have to add. When you buy things like um, solar panels, what I would say is read into what you want to add when it comes to solar, because you don't always buy your solar panels outright. You lease them. And that's because you don't want to buy something that's going to be outdated in two or three years. And that's really the solar panel industry. There's always these new improved products that are coming out. The um, technology is always getting better. So what you buy and add into a 30-year loan might not even be of value in five years. So we, we will look at that with you. That is something we do, but we also want to look at the assessments and how that's going to impact you on a monthly basis. Um, Wind turbines and water collection systems are not improvements to a home. So those would be things that I would encourage you to look at. And matter of fact, wind turbines are not even on something that I think the local utilities are helping to push forward, sadly enough, because they're not taking in the 
when you have solar panels on the home, any access that you have in energy, it goes back to the utility. The utility companies aren't put together in a way to use uh, the turbines. So we would look at anything that is uh, possible but we would be looking at the local utilities. How is how are they going to allow you to use that? We're not going to let someone build a house out in the middle of nowhere to get completely off the grid that we're not designed for that. That's not within our loan product. Community gardens never finance something like that for long term. Um, I'm all about community gardens. That's where you get the community together to invest together. And that shouldn't be something that's financed in a long term. Those are really good questions. And we look at all types of options. I see someone here. Can I build a rebuild a garage? It's falling apart. You know, things like that. Absolutely. If it's within your affordability acquisition and loan to value, support your household size. There's things that we want to make happen for you. There's things that are, it just depends. And then there's other things doesn't make sense. So talk to your rehab specialist about that. They will let you know what your options are and take it from there. And I love the fact that you address that about the garage because that's Shante. Shante, thank you for coming back and, and making sure all of your questions are getting answered. Yes, that is exactly why we're here. So thank you for answering that, Tammy, about the detached garage because she wants to get that as part of her, her rehab as well. Yeah, um, and I think that someone else asked wells and septic tanks. Um, we help replace wells and septic tanks. We don't put in new wells and septic tanks for new construction. That would be something, and I think that's kind of tying into a question that comes up on everyone. We, you can't use the rehab to build a custom home. If you're looking to build a custom home on your land, that's gonna be something you need to seek interim financing with, which is temporary financing after you're qualified and make sure that it stays within your affordability. We would be the permanent loan but we don't build or put in new wells and new septic tanks. We replace existing ones on pre-existing properties if it's within your affordability, loan to value and max acquisition. Now with septic tanks, just quickly, you always require a, a, an inspection of septic tanks. We do. That, that's correct, okay. Wells, wells have to be tested for safe water. And that is a challenge we're seeing in a lot of areas where well water is just not safe anymore. And we got to look to see, does it need to be uh, dug deeper? We help with that. Um, what kind of uh, mechanisms can we put on the well to maybe protect the water coming up? There's a lot of UV protections and things like that. Septic systems do have to be tested. That's something they're going to run the water to see how well, you know, some of these homes are old and those septic systems are past their, their expiration date. We may need to look at pulling out the existing septic and putting new, that's very costly and it could take you right out of your budget. Or is there another part of the property where you could put it? There's limitations to that, but we're completely prepared to talk to you about those options. When it comes to renovations, we have a we have a very smart group of people here that are aware of any type of challenges you're going to come across. If you come across something new we've never heard of, we're in it with you researching on our side on what makes sense and what's within the price range and options for you. Thank you. And I believe you. I believe you 100%. Tammy just said it. You know, she's covering things that I, I never even conceptualized with new home, the wind turbine and things like that. I just... 
I, I, my mindset is not on it. So these are good things. And Tammy is bringing 20, 20 plus years of experience into this with her team. So Tammy, it's good to know that as they come up with these, with these new innovative ways to uh, improving their home, you are on the, you're right there on the, on the team with them trying to figure out ways to make it happen. So that's good to know. Michael Tennyson, thank you for your question. Rental assistance, yes, we are still doing rental assistance. Please contact our, our EJAs, which is our Economic Justice Advocates at 425-602-6222. That's 425-602-6222 for rental assistance. So yes, we are still assisting in that area. I love this question, Tiff, out there on Facebook because we get it. And last time we didn't give Tammy Johnson enough time to answer the question, but we got it now. Tiff is asking, what about 3D homes? Is this something NACA would approve? But I want to add to Tiff's question. I want you to address her question. But last time you left, Tammy, we was right on the cusp of talking about manufactured homes, mobile homes, and all of these new concept homes. And right. what is it that NACA will and will not approve? So our loan product is married to traditional financing terms, right? We have a conventional loan product that has to meet Fannie Mae guidelines um, in conventional loan terms. So no container homes, nothing outside of traditional building practices. Uh, we don't do things like births or, or container homes, no 3D homes. It has to be, listen, at the end of the day, the lenders, their risk of if you do not make this mortgage payment and they have to take the home back, are they going to be able to resell it and get what they paid for it? Right. So they stick very tight to their risk terms. And a lot of it has to do with traditional building. The, the more the more time goes by, we're starting to see the lender um, comfortable. If there's a lot of these non-conventional homes being built by uh, cash money transactions and they can start bringing in value and they see a traditional resale history that is safe we'll start seeing those options. But right now, those options are limited to single family detached properties, condo, townhome, uh, mixed use properties, as long as it's 50% residential, and uh, multifamily two, three, and four units. We cannot renovate a family into a multifamily and we cannot add units. Um, so we're working within conventional, traditional finance options and anything outside of that would not be something that we could do through the hand department or purchase with the NACA purchase product. Great, great, great answer. And, and great question, Tiff. Tammy, clear up two things for me because I want to address this call. On, on the mixed use, Give them an example, the example of mixed use so that we are not continuing to Michael like, yeah, 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 you did. Yes, you did. Michael said, I didn't confuse it. Yes, you did. I don't want him to confuse <laughs> mixed use versus multifamily. And Absolutely. will we ever get past four units in multifamily? But explain <laughs> the difference between mixed use and multifamily. And Michael, yes, you did. <laughs> okay. So... Let's start with mixed use. Mixed use is part commercial, part residential. Mixed use properties are, are defined as commercial properties with residential units. They're not residential properties with commercial units. Mixed use properties are commercial properties that have residential units for rent to live in. Remember, 
you have to own or occupy the home. So one of those residential units is yours. So if you have a mixed use property where one unit is commercial and two units are residential, you have a mixed unit property that is 50% residential. If you have uh, a mixed use property that has two, re- two commercial units and one residential on top, that is an ineligible mixed use property. So mixed use is part commercial, part residential. Our loan contract says it has to be at least 50% residential. Also, if you're doing a renovation on a mixed use property, we cannot do renovation on the commercial side of the property. So it's very important that you understand that we are, our loan cannot be built as a business loan. It is a home mortgage loan. The commercial side is very expensive when it comes to renovation. So this is something we're looking at the member of having the assets. A lot of the mixed use properties we do already have an existing commercial tenant, such as a bodega. There's a, a restaurant or a little shop, or we just did one a couple of weeks ago where it was a nail shop on the bottom and it had uh, two units on the top. So the residents were all on top and the bottom was just a nail shop. That tenant came with the loan, uh, they came with the mortgage, the, the transaction, because they had already been there like 16, 17 years. That's solid um, financing because we know that that's a proven tenant and we could see the rental rolls and that they're paying. If you're picking up a commercial unit that's vacant, you got to afford the payment on that commercial unit. You're not getting rent credit for that if it's vacant. So it's very important. Whether that you the understand. business is in place or not, right? That is correct. Now, some of our members say, I want to side and live on the top. I love that idea. That's great. But we're not financing your business. And you cannot use your mortgage to finance that business. You got to have the financing in place. And by the way, if your counselor doesn't ask you, I will. So you want to start a business. I'm qualifying you on the job that you have right now. And you're telling me when you close on, you're going to quit your job and start a business. How are you going to afford this mortgage payment? So we are looking at all avenues when it comes to mixed use. And you got to be prepared for what we're going to ask you because we're here to make sure this is a long-term affordable mortgage that you can do and that you're not using the NACA mortgage for business purposes. Multifamily, multifamily, Residential is all residential units. And again, owner occupancy is the number one component to the loan product. You must owner occupy one of the units. So we're looking at which unit you're going to live in and how many other units are there. If they're vacant, how much reserves do you have to support? How long it's going to take you to get a tenant after you close? What um, what was the question? How many units? We are only ever going to do four units. Yeah. No, because that isn't manageable for our low-income minority buyers. Um, if you're looking to buy above four units, you're in a total different bracket and investment. This is not how you should be using our product. Our product is to have, why did we multifamilies into our contract? We designed it for people that could afford so little of a mortgage payment that they were going to need help with the rents to be able to afford the whole house. If we have members that are wanting to buy five, six, eight, nine, you're not low income members. You're not needing this product. Go look at, go talk to a financial advisor and see how they can help you get there. 
Our loan product is not designed for that, and nor do we want it to be designed for that. We're here with a primary focus of helping low-income, moderate buyers to own or occupy a home for the life of the mortgage plus, and that's why we're focused on these terms, and we're not going to change those terms. That's our mission. Love it, love it, love it. You oh. have opened up a can of worms. I know, I see that it. It's going to spot, because I'm staring, Michael and everybody else is, is, is ringing my line, but you've opened up another worm, a can of worms that we're going to have to have a show. I'm, I'm serious, Damon, we talked about this last week when the counselors was on. Wonderful questions, multifamily unit, mixed use, reserves versus minimum required funds. All of this, and guys, we, we hear you. We're going to dedicate a show just for these topics. Tammy, you cleared up a lot with the mixed use because I didn't realize that the business had to be already in place. And again, she said some key things. Michael, yes, she did. She said some key things. And Jeanette, just for clarity, I want to make sure we get this right. The business doesn't have to be in place. You can buy a mixed use property where the commercial unit is vacant, but you have to be prepared to get a tenant in there. And until a tenant gets in there to use it for commercial, you got to pay that portion of the mortgage. And that's what he didn't understand. He's responsible whether the, whether the commercial tenant is in there or not. So in your example, whether the nail shop was in there or not, the, 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 the resident, the owner, the buyer was going to have to be responsible for the entire payment. Correct? So we qualify you by um, rental income, looking at 70, 75% of the rental income that you're going to get from a given unit, right? If you have a tenant in a unit, whether it's residential, full residential, or mixed use, you'll get 75% rental credit. Now, on residential properties, if it's vacant, we'll look at the value that comes in on the appraisal, and we'll give you 75% of that. So if you, just for easy math, if you get $1,000 a month, on a four unit property, you're looking at $750 per unit, right? So if the mortgage payment on that property is $4,000, now I got to get a calculator because I'm just not that brilliant on the fly. 750 times three is 2250. And if it's $4,000 a month, how much is your portion? 1750. So if you can't qualify for $1,750, your portion of the mortgage payment, you probably wouldn't qualify for that, that multifamily home. Now, on residential, if they're not occupied, we're still going to give you the credit on the value because we, we know you're probably going to get $1,000 rent based on what the appraisal is saying. But on a mixed-use property, commercial is just too risky. We don't know what you're going to get. We don't know how much rent it, it can give us an estimate, but regardless of whether uh, we have value or not, if that, if that unit is vacant, you will not get 75% rental credit from that. You have to assume that as part of your mortgage payment. You only get the credit on the rental side. If the commercial unit is occupied with a commercial tenant, and that's a lease that's 12 or more months long, we will give you the rental credit on that existing tenant. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. I hope that's a little 
Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> That's a Love lot, it. but that, that clarifies a lot. And this is the last question. Kelly, I got you in there. This was the last one, and Kelly gets the last question. Are we allowed to purchase land separately and then build on the land? We get it every time. Tammy, take did it away. Did we answer this question already? We did, and we didn't got it twice already again. These are late. Oh, that is young. not an option. You cannot use the NACA rehab loan product to build. You yes, cannot be able to put. Yep. Love this, Damien. Can you wow. believe it? That's Here we it. go again. Here we go <laughs> again. Not, not enough got, time. We never have enough time with Tammy Johnson over in the hand department, but we definitely thank her for taking time out of her day. She has an entire department in San Antonio to run, and she's hiring. If you guys want to know more about the job opportunities for hand department under Tammy Johnson, and with NACA, you can always reach us at www.naca.com and look for the careers. Michael, I'm not going to argue with you no more. He's still calling with all these questions. Yes, she did say you cannot do that with commercial property. But everybody, thank you so much for joining us. This is the NACA American awesome, Dream Program. Awesome, awesome. Amy and Tammy, take it away. We did it. Have a good one. Thank you. thank you again. Be safe. Mask up. Thanks for listening. NACA's American Dream Program is a production of the Neighborhood Assistance Corporation of America, a national nonprofit organization fighting for economic justice through affordable homeownership and community advocacy. To learn more about NACA and our advocacy efforts, careers, NACA's Best in America Mortgage, or to join a NACA in your community, visit us at NACA.com. <laughs>